Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys <laughs> still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, my man? How's it going? How is it going? Another week as the world turns, as the chief kingdom turns. Another week. Some some things in the news, things that's going on. Uh, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well, actually. I'm 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 kind of getting excited because we're getting closer to the draft. You know, every week it's like, oh my goodness. And uh, you know, I plan on planning on getting out that way for the draft for uh this year. It's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be an exciting time. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Uh, what about yourself? What's been going on? Yeah, nothing much, man. Just, uh, I mean, get, getting ready for this. Getting ready to probably be disappointed if we don't get DeAndre Hopkins. So, like, I'm just, uh, I was sitting here. I see all these reports. I'm like, okay, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, no, I, in, in Marcus' world, everything's everything's well. On the uh, I got the, my flag football league. Cobra Kai is uh, back. Uh, this Sunday, uh, yeah, boy, I've been seeing you on Instagram doing your thing. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it, man. Yeah, uh, you know what it is? Is you know when y'all take the video and when the guys score, and it's just like looking at just like you know shaking their head like like we just killing them. What what do you want us to do? We're just so good. What do you want us to do? Huh? We can't help ourselves. You know, I love it. I absolutely love it, man. I, you know, more people need to see you all. What y'all do out there for the flag football? You know, y'all are, you know, kicking butt, man, taking names for sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be a redemption season for us. We lost in the championship last uh, last time we, we were on the field together. So uh, it's a redemption season for us. And the funny thing is um, it's like the most amount of teams that ever have signed up for this league in a while. Okay. Um, and our schedule we, we looked at today – we're not playing the uh, the defending champs like they're on the other side of the bracket, yeah, so we yeah. don't play them during the season. So I think I think most of the teams that we're playing are like new new to the league. So uh, you, usually those, those new guys, the newcomers, oof, it's gonna be right. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough for them. But it's gonna be a cake uh, regular season for us. So we're looking forward to it. <laughs> I told this before, and I, 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 you said like JD, why don't you come up and play the flag football? I would like to come up there 
playing a game. Yeah, do y'all have that? Do y'all have guys who can come in and just play one day with you all? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, our league's pretty. They they're only strict with it when it comes to playoffs. Once playoffs, that's a funny thing. So playoffs, they're they're strict with it. Well, they'll, they'll check IDs to make sure they match your roster. Okay. Um, that's only if the opposing team will like call out another team. So last spring we were in the semifinals only because it's five on five. Yeah. It was hot. It was hot as heck. We only had five guys come that day. We had to, we had to play a doubleheader. We had to play uh, the semifinals and then the championship. Um, semifinals came. The one the team we're playing against had like 10 dudes. And I'm like, I haven't seen any of those guys over there all season. And we only had five guys. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we're not, I was like, we're not going to be able to do this. Um, so I go to the referee. I'm like, uh, I, was like I, want, I want an ID check. I'm like, <laughs> I want an ID check. There you go. Get on the Marcus. Sure. Yeah, I was I was wrong. Apparently, all those guys were on their team. <laughs> oh, <what? Yeah>. And so <laughs> they just weren't coming. They were, you know, they were probably doing some other like, hey man, I can't come today. You know, maybe that's what it was. Exactly. And then what the funny thing was they ended up because they we, we did to them, they ended up doing an ID check on us. I was like, dude, we have five guys. I guess sure. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, here, here's your ID. But yeah. it can be it can be petty sometimes down the DC uh national mall fields. Well, that's that's why they had you check your ID because you check theirs. Like, yeah, well, check his, make sure they are. You know, maybe that's what it is. They do what they're projected on us, right? <laughs> Things that they're getting wrong. But, but no, yeah, we'd love to have you as a as a celebrity sub substitute. We'd love to have Jason Dunn come in. Okay, awesome, awesome. So maybe you just had to add me on to the roster. That way, you make it official. You know, when it comes championship time, I can oh. run up with a couple jokers, man. You know, I know, I, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> we get we get some Cobra Kai clips. And I'll be throwing a favor out to you. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the episode tonight, we have a special giveaway, uh, which we teased on our uh, YouTube post. Um, uh, so on our Twitter account, we uh, have been sharing um at Spectre underscore arts, uh newest Mahomes masterpiece. It's called Showtime. Um, it's a beautiful piece of work. Um, and he um is going to do a giveaway along with Chief Concerns, and so there's three easy steps, and all you need to do is a retweet the post that will be on Twitter tomorrow, um, and also you have to follow Chief Concerns and at Specter underscore Art. We'll have all that information in the tweet that you're going to tweet tomorrow. Um, and then lastly, subscribe to our channel. Anybody who's watching this, um, obviously subscribe to our channel already. And if you are listening to this, subscribe to the channel because on uh, our episode on April sixth. We will announce the winner of the giveaway at the end of our episode. So you got to watch the whole thing in order to get to the end of the episode in order to find out who's the winner. So yeah, subscribe to the episode, retweet the post, and then um, yeah, uh, follow Chief Concerns and Specter Art on Twitter. And it's awesome. It's a beautiful piece. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna I'm gonna have it right here. Um, as you can see that 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 picture is amazing. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a nice piece of work. It's the funny thing is the guy's an Eagles fan and um, he's. Drawing the pictures of Mahomes, I guess he couldn't resist uh, after that the Super Bowl loss. He had to, uh, you know, draw the master, the masterpiece that is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, man. Listen, yeah, man. You look, but you you're gonna at least. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You know, want to do something as an artist where you still have a lot of respect for the opposing quarterback, especially a guy like Patrick Mahomes. And so, if if somebody has not seen this picture, man, it's a phenomenal job by this guy. I mean, he did a really, really wonderful job. And so. Uh, no, outside of him, man, he, he's he's very talented, and that yeah. that is a fire fire picture. Yeah, and he also said uh, he'll do uh, he'll plans to do another giveaway with us uh, towards the beginning of the regular season. So if you don't win this time, you can have a chance to winning it during the regular season. And also, if you just want to go ahead and get the piece because you like it so much, 
Uh, we'll have his uh, information on uh, the tweet that you guys can uh, retweet uh, tomorrow. Um, and also JD, he, uh, cause he's a, he's a Philadelphia guy. So he, he has a, he's a, he made this amazing 76ers mural with like Dr. J and bead Iverson, Aaron McKee, um, oh, man, all, all the guys, Moses, a, a, everybody uh, on this. Yeah, he's got Barkley in there as well. He's got, oh, I was gonna say, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I think he, he, Cheeks. Mo Cheeks, Doug Collins also in there. Um, Billy Cunningham, uh, Maxwell, he got, he got Mad Max in there. I don't know, actually. I don't. I don't think so. No. Uh, he, he he has. I mean, he, he he goes back with it. So I mean, it's okay. yeah. It's it's a beautiful piece. I I think I saw on his Twitter account. He like he painted like he painted that same painting like on a mural um at someone's like, indoor basketball court. It looked, oh, looked wow. beautiful. Oh my goodness! I got I got to check it out. You got to send it to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's it's awesome. Um, but yeah, and if you and also I don't know if, how many how many other Chiefs and 76ers fans are there out there. He also has that 76ers painting on his uh, website too. So you guys can definitely go check that out. <laughs> but here we go. So now it's time for Chief Concerns. So uh we begin tonight with our weekly DeAndre Hopkins update. D Hop is an elite guy. You and I would want to go with DeAndre Hopkins right right away. It makes sense to go get D Hop. We lost Juju. We lost Harvey. Those are veteran guys. Yeah. Bring him in. D Hop. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. They trade their fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine the pandemonium going on in there? D Hop. That's who I would want. Shoot. Why would I? <laughs> I'm like, hey, D Hop. Before you even name anybody else, D Hop. So, since our last show, uh, things have gotten a little interesting and I would say exciting. Um, so, I'm going to go down a few, a little timeline here, JD. So, uh, recently, Des Bryant took to Twitter as he usually does um, and he tweeted, I wouldn't be surprised if Odell or D Hop go to the Chiefs. I wouldn't be surprised if both guys go to the Chiefs. Um, a newly acquired defensive end, our guy Charles Amenahu, uh, who also played with DeAndre Hopkins in Houston, tweeted at DeAndre saying, come on, fam, we waiting on you. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. And then that same night, this is, this is where it gets weird. Um, Mahomes uh, actually liked both tweets. And there's always these Twitter sleuths who are always on, uh, looking at people's likes all the time. I don't know, I don't know yeah. who has time for this, but people yeah. are looking. Mahomes' likes, and he liked uh, Dez's tweet, uh, and he also liked uh, Charles' tweet. He ended up deleting his like on the Dez tweet, but he left the Charles one up. So it's like, huh? So maybe not the D, maybe not the OBJ one, but he maybe like the D Hop one. Right. Uh, so as of right now, Vegas has the Chiefs as the third highest odds to get uh, DeAndre Hopkins behind Arizona at number one, and New England number two. Uh, but then a little while ago, Albert Breer, NFL insider. Uh, wrote, uh, Chiefs have shown interest in both Hopkins and Beckham. He also said DeAndre Hopkins is not a consideration for the Patriots at this moment. Yeah. Lots to take in there. What do you think about everything that has transpired since our last episode? Um, dude, it, it's... And, and I've seen a couple of these tweets. I have. I, I've seen the one Des Bryant put out. Uh, I had no idea that Patrick Mahomes liked it, and he had to take it away. Uh, but, you know, what is it not to like? What is it not to like about something like that, right? As a quarterback, you're sitting there thinking that you're going to get two premier wide receivers, free agents in here, right? Or at least, they, uh, you know, um, DeAndre out there in Arizona, possibly getting a deal done with him, you know, maybe a trade deal. Uh, what is it not to like? What is it not to like? I was just, I, you know, what I was doing, I was going back and I was looking at what Patch Mahomes uh, the 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 guys he had to throw to when he made the Super Bowl and all the Super Bowls he he was in 
the guys he had to throw to that was in a room, right? If he was able to get DeAndre Hopkins, okay, and you got MVS, Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, uh, Justin Ross, uh, John Ross, okay? You, you have all these guys. They ain't playing with, with Travis Kelsey. And come on, the, the, without a doubt, you're immediately looking at being at the top of, of one of the best wide receiving core that Patrick had played with. Okay. And I'm talking about pure receivers. I'm not talking about like we understand the ability of Tyreek Hill, what he gave here, what he was able to do, McCoy and all those guys during that time. But we're talking about somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, who has been one of the premier wide receivers in this league in the last 10 years. Having him in the room, Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to him. It, it will just be an amazing, amazing time in Chiefs history to have a guy like that here, that talent. And the same thing with OBJ. OBJ, look, and, and I'm not opposed to OBJ. OBJ is a very talented guy. I know people, you know, was 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 kind of put off because they were thinking he was asking for $20 million, whatever the market was. Uh, you know, right now, we know nobody's paying that money for wide receivers, just not. And especially a guy that's been out of football because of, you know, ACL injuries. And so that is a concern for the for the guys here, of course, you know, was OBJ. But if you were able to get, which I, I don't, I know Dez is saying it, but I, I don't see it happening getting both De, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins here and OBJ. I just don't see how you could do that. Uh, but get one of the guys here. Obviously, our first choice, our first choice, and I'm saying this, and we know we've been blowing the horn on this from day one, is getting D-Hop, trying to make that deal done. And so now this is, encouraging news to hear that, hey, we're in the hunt. We're thinking about, we're the third, I guess, they pick like Vegas or whatever you sit there and said, uh, on coming here to Kansas City. I still think it's, it's there's a pathway to it to get to something like that done. Uh, it may take some time. These things do take time. When you develop in a championship team like Veach and Andy is doing, it'll take some time. It's going to take some uh, collateral damage. Right. We know, you know, what do you ever have to do to work out people's restructured contracts? We know Pat was able to give some things back, restructured his contract. We gave him some more as far as uh, uh, money uh, straight to his, you know, to his pocket. Uh, but these things, man, we, we, we could definitely work out. I, I see it. And I, I've been talking about this all this time that D Hop is a guy that you need. When you're trying to establish a dynasty, win a championship, go get a guy and a talent like that. So it's encouraging news, man. I like it. I do. I like every bit of it. So when you say a lot of people are, are kind of some people are saying Daz just wants to be a part of the the, the news uh, at, all, at all at all points. He just wants to be a, his name at, thrown out there, which I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit, but Daz has a relationship with both these guys. Um, I think two weeks ago, Daz was with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Des has been, you know, friends with OBJ for a while. Um, do you think he's hearing anything? Do you think there is something when he says, oh, the Chiefs should go after these guys? Think it's like he knows something? Because some people are saying it's just speculation. He's BSing people. Well, it's speculation, but I'm sure, you know, same thing like the guys are. You know, OBJ is sitting there thinking like, look, man, these are teams that's been out here. Not They had a list of guys that watched him in his, his workout in Arizona. Uh, D-Hop, the same thing. He knows – you know, what all the grumblings are out here, who's talking about who's getting him, who's not, he's going to be traded, is he not? 
you know, uh, you know, what are they willing to give up to get a guy like that him there? And so Dez, you know, he's t- he's talking to these guys. He's like, man, what are you hearing? What do you, what do you think? He's like, man, you know what? The deal out here may happen, but obviously, like business, they like look, they got to have enough money for me. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be able to be. But I'm sure a lot of it, man, is just all these conspiratorial theories and people putting things. Man, look, they're trolling. They're having fun with this. Dez is having fun with it. D Hop is having fun with it. OBJ is having fun with it. Uh, and so it's good because you keep everybody guessing during the offseason, right? And so this is probably this is like a play thing for them. <laughs> it's, like, it's an old guessing game. Yeah. We just made it to a, a full game. And everybody's wondering what's going to be the next move, right? What's going to be the next move? So I, I just, uh, you know, I like it. I, I actually like it. I like the guys kind of playing this game because it is. It's keeping everything kind of fresh. It's keeping things, you know, inquisitive. You know, you're just wondering, like, okay. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, uh, I've said this, and I, I put this tweet out, and Lance had put something out, and I, I kind of supported what Lance said, and I agreed 100%, is if you get a guy, a veteran guy here, you can help develop these younger guys by teaching them what it is to be a champion, what it is to be a pro receiver, one of the top in the business, guys that they would probably grew up watching. These guys, these younger guys that are, you know, year one, two, four, you know, five, whatever it may be, they've been watching D-Hop play. They watched and said, man, this is the key wide receiver I want to be like when I get into the NFL. And so if you had a guy like that in the room that you could talk to, you could watch how he works in practice, how he gets open, you know, just all of that, all that wealth of knowledge. Almost like the same thing like D-Hop learned from Andre Johnson, you know, just watching this. I mean, that toolage and, and you know, having that, it's just so helpful. It helps us help the Chiefs in every way possible. Because what you're doing is you're imparting a knowledge and information for the guys that's going to be here in the future. So if we get D-Hop here for two years or however it may be, you get a guy in the draft, you can develop that guy. You don't have to be ready this year. He's watching D-Hop do it, right? These younger guys watching D-Hop do it. Or they watch Nodell do it. So now they get all that information, and the Chiefs is going to benefit tremendously just from, from a guy like that in the room. Well, it's like it's like we say because I mean that, that one of the things that we hear a lot from the chief fans is the whole youth movement, youth, 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 youth. Like we said last week, it's like we already have enough youth in the room. We need we need someone who is you know an older guy, a veteran who you know is a legitimate number one receiver. And I'm not saying OBJ is a legitimate number one receiver now with all his injuries and how many times he's you know how many years he's been away from the game. But like having that veteran presence around is good to have with these younger guys who. You really aren't, you know, aren't used to being a professional in the game. They can learn a lot from OBJ, whether he is the same receiver he was three years ago or not. Um, And D Hop, D Hop's numbers in six games, like we talked about last week, speaks for themselves. Um, Yeah, just like the the youth movement is okay and it's fine, but like you don't need. I mean, I mean, if we draft another receiver, fine, that's cool with me. But as long as you bring another veteran like D Hop or OBJ, I'd be happy. You know. Well, I, I. You know, when we're talking about football, we we understand that, you know, in football, you know, probably one of the best currencies that you can have is experience in certain positions. And so when you have a young guy who doesn't know that much and he's trying to learn the game, he's trying to learn the speed of the game, he's trying to learn, you know, just the whole tempo, you know, how to get open. Like things are just different from college. And so experience really, you know, it helps you out in the NFL. And so when you have one of the most experienced guys that could come in here, one of the most 
the greatest wide receivers that played in the last 10 years to come in and help you out. And it just works. It just absolutely works. So that's what I would look at. I would look at it as more for it and investment for the guys, young guys that we can get in the draft or wherever and say, hey, look, we got guys here. Hey, teach these guys how to how to do things the right way. Okay. Uh and so the, the question is, are these guys the right fit for what we do? Okay, because I know it's going to be one of those things that, that teams have to measure about, you know, what is the guy going to bring to the table? You know, what does OBJ bring to the table with these young guys? Okay. What does D-Hop bring to the table with these young guys? Is the guy going to be more about himself or is it going to be more about the team? Okay. What is he trying to do? Is he trying to push himself so he can get paid later on? Or what is it? What is he trying to, you know, establish his legacy? All those things had to come into the factor. And so uh, my thing is when I'm, when I'm just kind of, I'm comparing the two, uh, you know, OBJ obviously has uh, his injury, you know, everybody kind of knows about uh, is the the downfall for him. That's the thing that's going to hurt him. D-Hop, you know, what, he was out six games last year for PEDs and the year before that he had a little bit of an injury. So he still played nine games, you know, with 64 catches, 717 yards and three tubs. Okay. Right. I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> and that production in itself is better than any production that we have on the team right now. Yeah. Right. And this is nine games. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. So I, I just think right now, uh, if, if the chiefs are serious and I know they're serious about trying to win another championship, uh, why not put yourself in a position, getting the best players here to have you accomplish that? Yeah. So. And I think the market has kind of helped us in a way. And I, I, it's crazy how like it's been, it's been, it's been kind of like a dead period. Like, yeah, we have the Elijah Moore trade earlier, but it's been kind of dead overall in the entire league. You have amazing running backs. They're free agents still right now. Like Kareem Hunt's still out there. I mean, it's crazy, but um. The, the 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 thing I, I wanted to mention is the fact that like um in the Albert Breer article he uh said that um that they don't think they're gonna get Arizona's gonna get a second round pick anymore. Arizona knows that that conversation ain't happening. They're they're looking more towards what Dallas traded uh, Houston for Brandon Cooks, like a fourth and a sixth round type type package, which we can definitely do that. We I think we have two fourths, we have multiple sevens, I think we have one sixth. So we can give a similar type deal, a fourth and a seventh for D-Hop. I think it's, a, it's more the, the money game aspect where in Breer's article, he says we have 10 million. We don't have actually 10 million. That 10 million that we restructured or that we gave up front to Mahomes, that went to Tranquil, Mike Edwards, Nadi, and Algretti. We're, we're going to get into Edwards and and, um, and uh, Tranquil later on the show, but that went to those contracts. So now we have, I think we've, I think I read we have like a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash right now. So like, it's going to need major things need to happen. Uh, and one thing is the the Chris Jones extension, which will definitely definitely free us uh, some money this year at least, um, if we were to do that. And I think Jones and I, and I think Veach is a, is great at doing some playing ballet gymnastics with with the salary cap. So we could definitely open that stuff up. I'm not worried about that. Um, and I think when we see a Chris Jones extension, I think that's going to lend a hand as what's going to ha- what's the next what's the next domino to, to fall on uh, this whole thing. Um, right. Yeah, but but so you so you said earlier that you don't think both are going to happen, and I want to ask you. So you have Des saying it that both could happen, and then you have Albert Breer saying that we look to, we're looking into both. So potential of it, there is potential of that, especially you know whatever whatever happens. How do you think that could look 
um, if it happens. I'm just speculation. How how could that look if you had if you, if you bring in both of them? Oh man, uh, shoot! If you're thinking about having OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I think offensively you're pretty much set. I mean, you really are. And so the thing is, where you know OBJ could come in. And still kind of get himself healthy, kind of work around, like get into it because he's he's been out for a year. Uh, you still got these young guys in here, but you, you're talking about two guys, man, that can catch any ball thrown to them, uh, get open, crafty, uh, still good players, still got bursts. I, I watched OBJ, still both of them got great hands, some of the best hands in the NFL, to be honest with you. Uh, but I mean, that'd it, it, be incredible. It would be absolutely incredible, man. I mean, the possibility of what you could do offensively. Um, like I said, it, it just, I mean, it puts you in a whole different, you know, stratosphere. There wouldn't be any question who has the best receiver core in the, in the league. It just wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be. And so the thing is, you know, defenses had to defend something like this, man. How are you going to do that? How can you do that week in and week out when you both got DeAndre Hopkins and OBJ Staring at you on the other side. That's just, but I'm saying that's speculation. I, 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 to me myself, I, I find it hard to believe to get both. Uh, I think definitely, you know, one is doable. Definitely, OBJ is 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 a greater possibility than DeAndre Hopkins because of what you had to give up. Uh, but my thing is, you know, if you're if you're actually measuring it to qualifying everything, uh, you know, D Hop will be the, will be the choice for me. So, yeah. Yeah, I OBJ the, the new numbers I think because he's reset his market with the whole twenty million dollars a year thing. I think he's seen what's going on out there as far as not paying anybody, and so I think and he just wants anything above five million dollars a year. And originally, he wanted a, a, like a two year, two to three year, multi year deal, but I don't know if he's going to go for as to one year, one year, and you know, kind of prove it like a juju type thing somewhere. Man, I bet I guarantee toward the end of the season when he was talking about coming back, there was teams that was thinking about it. There's teams that think about paying him that type of money. But like you said, I think now the market, if you will, I don't want to say right itself, but they've kind of been able to like, okay, let's set everything down from guys getting these, you know, lucrative deals. Uh, and now all of a sudden they start to pay these guys, you know, for, for less money, get, get them cheaper. Yeah. Be honest, get them real. They're getting them cheaper. And so, you know, it's always the same thing with markets and stocks. You know, you just, you take advantage of, you know, when everything is high, you know, take advantage of when everything is low. So the market's low or, you know, the 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 cost is down, you go get a guy then, right? Because of the need. And so now it seems like more wide receivers are trying to get to different places uh, because they need a home. And, man, there's a list of guys. I looked at the list, man, of free agents out there in just different positions. There's some names, man. There's some, some really some names that we heard – you know, in the past few years, you're like, wait, there's a head scratching. Yeah. Quite know what it is. Like, what, what are guys going in and demanding and asking? Teams are just not willing to pay it, man. They're just not. I, mean, I, I think I looked earlier, like, edge rusher, Leonard Floyd's still out there. It's like, well, I mean, look at look at his sack numbers the last three years. And he's th- only 32, I think, because he's one of the younger ones the, of the edge rushers that's available. It's like, I I love that Leonard Floyd, but, like, I don't know how much he's asking for. I, I don't know what these guys are asking for, and I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why teams just aren't jumping on it right now. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the question. What are these guys asking for? They coming in teams like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we appreciate it. Come back when you, uh, when you got some sense. Yeah. 
So you got to tell the guys like, hey, man, listen, this, this is they're not biting for this price. It's just, you know, it's where the market is right now. And so, you know, a guy who, who may be used to making a whole lot of money was like, well, shoot, I go ahead and I'll retire. I sit out this year as opposed to signing for this amount of money. And they got every right to. Uh, but that's that's the part of the business, man. It's part of the business. Uh, I, look, I and I believe this. I believe. That without a doubt is collusion going on with some of the owners. I guarantee you, jokers are talking and saying we're not signing these guys for that. I'm sure it goes in. Yeah. You know what happens in every market. You know corporations, different things about setting what price is going to be. And so, why would it be any different than in the NFL? Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, there's a reason why that we're seeing across the league. It's just like been kind of like silence. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy how much the, the lack of moves. And obviously, usually, usually the week after free agency begins, it gets silent again. You get know, that kind of dead period. But like, I feel like it's very dead. Like we're not we're not hearing anything going on right now, dude. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It, it, it's it, it's almost like eerily too it's too silent, isn't it? Yeah. Wait a minute, man. Like, what's going on? I mean, right. And that's why these Hopkins and OBJ rumors are killing it because it's literally, literally the only thing that's going on in free agency. And you and I were, were amongst the first on this story. <laughs> so the one thing with the, when we talk about the receiver room, um, two other things came in with the receiver room. So obviously, Michael Hardman, the last of the Legion of Zoom, gone. Kind of the end of an era there. He uh, signed with the Jets for $6.5 million. Um, And then also, in other news, you mentioned Justin Ross earlier. Justin Ross was uh, for the first time in like over a, in over a year. He's uh, got videos of him like running hills and stuff, looking like he's in tip top shape or get, getting there at least. Um, so, so some good news there with that with Justin Ross. But the Legion of Zoom was something because you know we had Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Hardman, um, Byron Pringle. That was kind of the, the Legion of Zoom guys, and he's he was the last one to uh, to go elsewhere. Um, any thoughts on his departure? Uh, you're talking about on McCall? Yeah, on Hardman. I mean, look, he it was, it was part of the market. And the thing is, he had to do what's, you know, what's best for him. You know, this is how this thing works. And so guys go out and try to test the market and see where everybody is and see what I can get. Uh, I know he's probably looking for maybe eight to 10, possibly in that, in that realm of yeah. money. Because uh, you've seen the MVS got what? Was it ten million last year from from the Chiefs? Was that ten, something like that? Yeah, a little more. Eleven. Yeah, eleven. About around around eleven. Yeah. Yeah. He got he got himself a deal. Yeah. True. So he probably thought like, man, the MBS got eleven this year. Money's going up, right? Every every year the money goes up. That's mm -hmm. that's how it should work. It's how the market should work. Uh, but I, I know he just came off of you know having growing surgery. Uh, I'm sure they use that against him also too. Uh. But, you know, he was a solid player for the Chiefs, solid player. Uh, anytime a guy's drafted and that's their home squad, the first team, there's always going to be that love. It's always, you know, fans and the teams watch the guy's development, okay? And I know he said, I think on a podcast, that he didn't feel like he got the fair shake to be like the number one like he needed to. We got the opportunities. Uh, at the end of the day, he had to go out there, like you said, he had to see what was going out on the market. Yeah. And so the chief gave him that option. Hey, man, yeah, let's go see what it is. So this is uh, 
you know, McCole, man, I had can't nothing say but good things about him, man. You know, he he did he did a a, a great job for the Chiefs uh, while he was here. Uh, but as the NFL, at the end of the day, NFL is all about replacing guys. It's all about moving on. It's all about trying to get better. That's what it is. It's trying to get, you know, what have you done for me lately? This is the type of league. Yeah. And so I think when Kadarius Tony came here, uh, they made McCole a little bit more expendable. Yep. And so they, they were probably thinking, hey, look, we got a guy here that's going to be able to do what McCole does. Uh, and we're, we're going to stay with him. It's cheaper. So we don't have to go ahead and pay McCole that money. Yep. But now, nah, man, you know, McCole, man, speechster. Like I said, man, they've done a lot of great things with the Chiefs. A lot of great things with the Chiefs. I don't wish you nothing but the best man with the with the, up there with the Jets. Yeah. He's going to be a phenomenal player for him. And I, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's going to be watching. I'm going to be watching and cheering for him. You know, he was up there with the Jets. So I hope he does well. hope he does well. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't say anything. You know, he came out and played um, in the AIDS championship game. He got re-injured. I mean, you could say he risked money by playing in that game. You know, he wasn't 100% in that game. He got nailed in that third and five play. And then that's where he re-injured his abdominal injury. And, like, you know, he, he risked it all for this team just to try to get us back into the, the Super Bowl, which we did. Um, and, you know, he was a part of two Super Bowl championships. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, yeah. But, man, like you said, he, he, got, he got two championships here, man. You know, everybody commends him for what he's, he was able to do here in Kansas City. Yep. But right now this, this chapter is closed. And he may come back around. We don't know. Maybe. Right. So, yeah. Just went ahead and paid him money. So I was like, hey man, look, if I got a chance to go up here and, and, and be number one or do that up here with the Jets, fine. Cool. Let me let me go up here and take my talents elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So closing the book on the Legion of Zoom. So that's that that's well, I guess these guys the, the next crop is gonna have to have, find their own uh find their own nickname, I guess. Hey man, it's like it every year. It's, it's, that is that is the NFL, not for long. Yeah. Right? So these these things do happen. Things do happen. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, slowly you know you, you went from you went from Sammy Watkins left, then uh, Pringle, then D. Rob, and then Tyreek, and then um, and Harmony was the, the, the last of it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a it's one of those things. Especially it's crazy to see a, a, pretty much an entire receiver room for the last two years is gone. I mean, like going from that one, and then like even even. So the receiver room we had last year is gone. Juju's gone. Was here for a one year thing. Um, Harmon, Watson. I mean, it's crazy, really. Start doing like this, looking over your shoulder, looking like looking at everybody, like, oh, hold on, new faces around here. Yeah. Okay, my next. <laughs> hey, and you know what? NFL, you might well be. Yeah. You might well be. And, and you're starting to see more one year deals too. So like that, this see, can be. It's become it's, it could be a thing of the future where you're you're only seeing guys come and play for one team for one year. I, I Ooh, as, that's crazy to me. As a fan, I don't like that. I, I want a guy to be there for a couple of years. Me, I think it's just kind of weird. I, I get it. I get like, hey, if I'm going out here one year and blow it up, then maybe I'll get a bigger bigger paycheck, right? Maybe I'll do that. Uh, but I'm seeing a lot of that, man. Tight ends wise, like one one year contracts. You get paid for the one year. Cool. I, I get that. I get that part of it. But it is almost like you know, you know, you're a mercenary. You're a merc. Yeah. I hear you know you're you're the guy that's gonna be a hired gun. Okay. The thing is, to me, hmm, back in the day, that was almost unheard of. You see guys go from team to team, and it was just like, man, I wonder what that guy's life is like. 
Yeah. With those things. Um, but now you're starting to see it. The thing is, do you have any type of loyalty to anything but the money? That's the question. And we're not talking about guys going because, uh, you know, getting cut or, you know, certain situations. They're going somewhere and saying, yeah, I'm just going to play a one-year deal. Mm. What's going to happen? I think Brandon Cooks was a little bit different because he didn't have the teams he went to. He didn't have no choice in it. I know. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> just like, that guy, wait. Why is everybody getting rid of me? Why I gotta be the chess piece here? True, right? <laughs> yeah, the one year deal is more of like a like it seems like more of like an NBA thing. Like uh, the short the short term deal is more of an NBA thing. But I mean, I guess I guess, I guess that's coming to us now, in the NFL. Dude, I think just you know continuity is important to win a championship. I do. Yeah. That's why I said like if you get a guy like you know D Hop, get him at least for two years, right? Yeah. Locked in for two years. You know you're going to have at least two years. And so I get that part of it. The one year is just kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a little weird. I think you have to at least two or three if you can shoot. Do, but, do you think it's more of a pl- uh, player's choice or is that a team's choice? Because like for a player's choice, obviously you, you obviously want to go with the, the, the most money you're going to make. From a team's point of view, don't you kind of don't you kind of want you, – you don't want a one-year – really don't want a guy for one year. You kind of want a guy for, you know – Unless it's like a car, if it's a Carlos Dunlap type guy, like a veteran presence, you're coming in just at half in, in the room. I get that, like a Brandon Williams type, totally get it. But like a 28 year old receiver, 27 year old receiver, I, I, I want him for like two to three years. I, th- I think everybody has their own interests, their own motive while they do it, player and the team. I, I really do. Because sometimes teams may want, like, hey, we might get a draft next year. We're here in the, in the draft in this position, uh, maybe coming up. Or it's the same thing, like get a veteran guy in here for one year. We get a guy in the draft now this year and teach him how to, you know, what it means to be a pro, okay, how to do these things. And then we'll let him take over, right? We want to develop him, but it's cheaper to get the guy here for one year and then, you know, move him. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think it's a mutual agreement. I think it's a mutual agreement, but I think, you know, for players, yeah, get the money up front. But if I kill it, the very next year, I'm gonna hit them over the head in the market. Yeah. So the salary cap's going up next year too. So I mean, going up. it's going up. I mean, so these, these these teams are saving money for what reason? I I mean, <laughs> hey man, yeah, they like look, just hey, go play for this one year, okay? Next year we revisit this, okay? All you have to do is go out there and take care of your job. Yeah. Okay? Uh, but yeah, man, it it, it is. It's a little weird for me, especially like offense. Defense, not so much. Like you said, defensive man and stuff, like we know, like you're coming here to brush the passer. Not too much you need to learn on defense. Sorry, defensive guys. It's just not. It's not too much you need to know on defense, right? It's just not. I keep talking about this. It's not that much. Yeah, <laughs> three, four, four, three. Okay. Five, two, you get in sets, you get blitzes, you get some twists, you get, you know, maybe the coverages and all those things. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Offense, you stop. Dude, it's several pages you got to learn. Terminology, you know, motion, movement, personnel, you know. You know, some of it's, you know, it's redundant because some, you know, some teams you might go somewhere like, okay, it's, you know, the, the verbiage is a little similar. Okay, mm-hmm. you can pick it up easier. But, hey, yeah, defense guys, hey, man, I'm hiring you go get the football. Whoever get the ball, you go get. That's it. Yeah. Right. So 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, whether it's or probably, I mean, probably see more of an influx like every year after the draft. So a lot of the big names, I wonder if they're just waiting until after the draft to see what teams didn't get their, their the, the need they needed in the draft. And they, they maybe they may they pay up a little bit and uh, a little more than what they're doing, offering now after the draft. Right. And think strategically, think about it like this, too. You're probably having uh, agents knowing like what big name is going to be up. Right. And so let that big name set the market. So it's like, OK, well, shoot, next year, let's just say Mark Andrews is up. George Kittle, far tight. I'm just talking, speaking tight end wise. Mm. They're up. Let them set the market. Okay, and we'll determine everything on what they get. They, they get their pay in, all right. And then you have to sit there and say, like, okay, well, if we're trying to measure what his production in is what my guy's production is. He's at least given half his production, so he's getting paid half the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just giving you a case, you know, uh, maybe from negotiating standpoint. Yeah. So I, maybe it, maybe that's what it is too, you know, because I, I would think that that's what the structure had to be. It had to be a you know strategic. Thinking that way, right? You know? Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with a lot, a lot of the big names that are, that are out there as uh, time goes on. Um, and one big name, so our, moving on to our next topic, Drew Tranquil was one of the big name middle linebackers in this uh, free agency class. Um, he was a free agent. He was their green dot linebacker. He was like a play caller on defense last year was with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he got a he got a decent qualifying offer from the team before free agency. He said no, wanted to test the market. They end up going to get Eric Hendricks, and so he's a free agent and uh, didn't really have a big market. Comes to Kansas City, gets a one-year five million, one-year three million dollar deal with the uh, maximum of five million dollars. Wow. You know, coming off his uh, best uh, season last year, he led the Chargers in t- uh, total tackles with 144. Um, yeah. Big thing was I, I was I love the signing because uh, I Trankle's one of those guys. When you when you play against the Chargers, you always saw Tranquil. You, you you saw you noticed him on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yes, dude's all over the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people were confused. Chief fans were confused about bringing another linebacker. That's one position that we don't think we have a need in. Where we have uh, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Leo Chanel, um, and obviously Darius Harris, free agent. Um, and he got a lot of playing time last year. But what do you make of this signing uh, in an already crowded uh, middle linebacker room? <laughs> it's another speculation. I, I, you, to me, it's depth. You know, you got a guy who's a proven guy uh, who could play football. Um, leading tackle on the team last year, you got him for what three million almost, and sent him to five. Is that what it was? You said three or two? Was it- three three million incentive uh, maximum to five? Wow. That, that that is that is that's a good. I don't want to call it a steal. That's a, that's a great contract for the Chiefs and even for him too, because it's it's the same thing we were just talking about before. It's like okay, if I come in and I sign this deal, then maybe the market the next year is going to be bigger. And then we know also too. Look, Willie Gay is somebody who's going to come up to to be signed. So, hey, Willie. Love to have you, but if you're asking for an exorbitant amount of money, we don't have that for you. And instead of us sitting over here trying to reach around to find somebody to get a guy here and, and, and you know, worry, there's somebody in the building who's a proven guy. So hopefully, that, and that's speculation. I'm just, this is all speculation, man. I don't know what it is. I have no idea, but I know if you could get a guy here, uh, 
for that amount of money, a great player, uh, then do it. It's just a deal that works. And so he he feels good about it. Chiefs feel good about it. Uh, the ones I say who went out on, on this is, you know, both parties, but the Chiefs, obviously, because you got a good player, you know, for that amount of money. It's good. I like Drew. I like Drew a lot. Yeah, and one thing about him, I, I didn't know this, but he was a he was a safety coming out of college, and a lot of people think that with Spags' defense, you know, we, we do so many varieties of things that he could play more of a box safety kind of kind of look. I mean, he he has so many different looks, so I'm sure they have uh, plenty of ways to use utilize a guy who's got versatility like this. Yeah, uh, mm, I don't know if they would, you know, I know he has he has that history. Question is becoming bigger, playing safety. Can he still do the, some of the things he was doing when he was a safety before? Right, that's mm-hmm. the question. Because I mean, you still got to you got to think about, uh, you know, covering guys and whatnot. Uh, but he does. He has a versatility. He has a versatility. If you do that, like you said, we we got so many good guys here. Leo Chanel, and so like you said, when you're thinking about uh, what you could possibly possibly do the variety of defense that you could run and spags loves doing a lot of different things he loves bringing pressure he loves putting in a lot of different sets different uh uh personnel in the game just kind of throw you off so it, it that's what he does he gives you some versatility yeah it's good so I, I think man he's looking at it like man come on we could do this with this guy you do that with that guy you know um so yeah it's gonna be interesting man it's gonna be interesting on that side of the ball this year yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I mean, like we said, you know, these guys like um, it's funny. When I was watching March Mass the other day, um, one of the college games, Tom Izzo, uh, Michigan State uh, yeah. guy, I covered when I when I worked up in Lansing. Um, he was talking about how he calls freshmen. Something you could, kind of what you and I talked about. He says he calls freshmen uh, by t- by the twenty fifth game of the season. He says they're not freshmen anymore; they're sophomores. He goes by the twenty fifth game of the season. They're, 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 they're sophomores; they're no longer freshmen. Um, so by the time they get to March Madness, they're already for their season. They've already they've already played a year of it. They've never done a tournament style, but they've played a year in the system. So that they, you know they're no longer freshmen anymore. It's kind of what we talked about with the, with the, the, the young DBs and a lot of the young guys on, on defense. These yeah. guys not only did they get a full season, they got a full playoffs. These guys are no longer freshmen. These guys may not even be sophomores anymore. They're, they're, they're more they're more so midway through the sophomore year going into the next year. What, what do you what do you think about that idea as far as the, the younger guys? Uh, uh I, I like the idea. I, I I still think you know time and experience gives you a little bit more of that. Like you like you was able to get in the playoffs. Who your body still has to adjust to playing that many games in one year. You know what I mean. Yeah. But you you are you obviously playing more games, you're doing more snaps. Uh so based off of that, yes. Uh mentally though, it's still one season. It's your first season, and you're still trying to get your, you know, your your bearings ar- uh, around you as far as like what all of this is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So after the first year is over, I think you really understand that first year is in the books. It's like, oh, okay. Well, now I don't want to live in in in, in Kansas City. I, now I know who, who who to talk to. I, I you know I know where to go on vacation and stuff. Like they're learning all those different things now. When you have an off season, you really deal like so. This is still a lot of first for them in a lot of ways, just in the experience of playing in the NFL. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I guess that def, definitely more to it in a, in a professional world than a, than a college basketball player, or college football player. Because really, it's the 
you're, you're like you're going to school, you're going to class, you're going to in practice. Whereas and then being a professional, there's just a lot more to it than just that. A lot more to it. It's just a lot more to it. Uh, and it's good for him to say that, and and you know to think that reality is uh, there's a lot of teams at home. You know why? Because <laughs> they're inexperienced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't let that fool you. Like, hey, yeah, what? He's supposed to be a sophomore. You didn't see this before. Now, coach, I'm a foot. Oh, dang, I forgot. You're right. My fault. <laughs> dang. Like, why did I think that? Right? So <laughs> it's, it sounds good to say, but mm-hmm. guys are still developing. The guys are still learning. Yeah. That's why, you, you know, I think it was a lot of pushback when, when people doing like the one and done. You know, what are you doing? How are you establish yourself? What What do we see about your game that is going to translate to the NBA or the NFL? Yeah. You know, the next season, well, NBA, of course, in this you know, in this instance, uh, and that was a problem. Some of these guys may not have been, been ready. I mean, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest. And I, I'm a huge NBA guy, and I think I think, I think that's I think that's one of the biggest differences between college or NBA and NFL. Whereas yes. you have to play the three years in in, in college, you have to be you could have to be a junior. You could uh, that earliest is a junior, right? Yes. In college. I mean, in basketball. And I, I think they're gonna, they're going to go back to the high school thing in a couple of years, and it's like. There's a reason why teams tank to get the top three picks because in every NBA draft, there's maybe three or five guys who are locks to be great. Where the NFL draft, yes, it's seven rounds, bigger teams and stuff, but like you could go all all draft long. We've seen it with our, with the Chiefs. All draft long, you're finding guys who start on this team who will, it will be good for this team for a while. Whereas a lot, a lot of these one and doneers, that's it. They're gonna be they're, they're gonna be playing in Europe and playing overseas. I mean, because I mean, it's just they didn't have what it takes to play at the ultimate level. Right. Because right. they didn't get, because they didn't get the development, they didn't get the experience. Development and experience, yeah, that's 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 so important, so important. So, but I I, I get Tom Enzo is, a, is an incredible coach. I like Tom. Uh, he does a good job up there, man. Fiery uh, guy, huh? Yes, he is. He's, <laughs> what did I, I think I seen him. Maybe there was a video of him in a fight. Was he fighting somebody? Yeah, he the um. Well, he, he gets pissed off at the refs every game, but um, like he yeah, like yes. flips out. Now he he has two instances that I, I remember a couple of years back. Actually, when I covered him in twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen, yeah. he uh he had to be held back um against Aaron Henry uh and they had, and uh, they had to be held back when they called a timeout and then when they got to the huddle he was still yelling at him and the players had to hold him back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, all the like the MSU guys that go to the, at the league like um uh, Draymond Green they all defend Tom Izzo say he's the best you know that's the reason why he's. He's been there right. for so long, and right, man, he's a good coach. There's no good, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, maybe it's what he's talking about. Maybe that the teams he coaches, those guys are, uh, uh they're they're no longer freshmen anymore because he he's such a good coach. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. The other ones. <laughs> that's the arrogance of it. We were talking about arrogance last week. That's the arrogance of it. Yeah. Exactly. Guys <laughs> ready? Why? Because I made them ready. Yeah, yeah. I get them ready. I get them ready faster than everybody else. Okay, <laughs> they're sophomores, so when they get here, they are ready. Yeah. Best now. <laughs> uh, uh, the the one thing with it with the tranquil signing, and I, and I know a great point how Willie Gay is coming up on his um his his contract almost done. Um, but another thing is just the fact that Willie Gay has missed a lot of games in his in his time, and having a guy like Tranquil who's been around the block, yeah. uh, and Chanel may not be ready. You know, he did get some playing time this year, but he what didn't get that many reps to be like, you know what? If Willie Gay's out, we could put Chanel in there. Because I mean, Darius Harris was the other guy stepping up. Uh, last year when when Gay was out, so it's like 
you got Tranquil in there in case anything ever happens with Gay or Bolden. You have a, a guy who's been there, a green dot middle linebacker. Who- Absolutely, 100%, right? And there, there we go back to the whole experience thing, right? So Leo may not be ready. Yeah. It's like, hey, I have a guy that's ready. I had a guy that plug and play, plug and play. He is ready to plug in and play right now. Yeah. Got to worry about anything. He's he, seasoned. Yeah. Okay? So – and on top of that, he's an AFC West rival middle linebacker. I think we had a guy who you play with, Donnie Edwards, who did the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Donnie <laughs> left from Kansas City, went out there to San Diego, then came back to Kansas City, came back home. Yeah. Good to see old Donnie back. <laughs> came back, man. Yeah. Me and Donnie came in together. Oh, you, you guys came in the same year together? Yeah, 96. Yep. Oh, wow. Played in senior bowl together. Dang. So you, you guys go way back. Way back. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw I saw a picture the other day on Twitter of Donnie Edwards. Guy, guy's an agent, all dude. He, he, as an agent, day. Oh, no, <laughs> he's, he's he's doing it all too, man. There's a whole lot of stuff, man. Donnie has a is a has a very uh, interesting life. He loves traveling. Uh, he's been doing it for you know a number of years. Such a, a brilliant, intelligent guy. Uh, Jerry's just very thoughtful. You know, great dude, man. Great dude. You know, so yeah. yeah no, I remember seeing like post game interviews with him back in the day. I mean, seem like a very eloquent guy, very like soft spoken, but like just cool dude, just jet down to earth types. Oh, all, all day, all day. Yeah, I'm, like like I said, I, I'm sorry. I, I get I get a theme with 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 your whole chief crew from back back in the early 2000s. All all of you guys very down to earth, just good dudes. So. Yeah, yeah, we try to be, you know, we we are, you know, we all good with each other, man. We see each other, man, and we, you know, always laughing it up, you know, reminiscing over the things that, you know, back in the day. Uh, so it's always good to see kind of like how the, the transition in the NFL, where things are now. Mm-hmm. I always I always kind of laugh when I, I look at some, you know, film, somebody sent me something, or maybe I, I was in video spiking the ball, and I see the stadium and people cheering and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is just crazy. You know, but like, a, lot, a lot has changed, and also a lot hasn't a lot changed. Has a lot has changed, a lot has not. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, last last topic. Uh, so last week we talked about Juan Thornhill going to Cleveland, getting his money, getting his payday. Um, good for him. But you know, we kind of had we had a vacancy. We we didn't know it was going to be you know going with Brian Cook and Justin Reed, and you know we had. Honestly, we had two vacancies between Thornhill and Deion Bush, both safeties being being gone. Deion Bush, huge special teamer. Um, and Mike Edwards is a guy we signed from Tampa Bay, uh, 26-year-old. So another, you know, talk about the youth movement, another young guy coming in to fill the uh, the Juan Thornhill void. But uh, Mike, uh, huge, ball, big-time ball hawk. Um, he's at, at least had two interceptions in each of his three seasons, last three seasons in Tampa Bay. Um Obviously, filling the void there with uh, with Thornhill being gone. But the one thing that we talked about all season long was the takeaway game. And I think by bringing a guy like Mike Edwards, who is a ball hawk type, um, I think it could help us out in, in the takeaway game. We only had 11 interceptions last year. Um, so this guy could come in and kind of make a difference. Uh, I think we were 23rd in the league last year. So, I mean, I think a guy like that could come in and make, it, make a difference. What do you think about this signing? Um, and is it something that you think it was, it was a need for us with Thornhill leaving? I think it was good signing. I think it was good signing because you got a guy, like you said, who's a ball hawk, who, who likes playing hard. Uh, UK guy, Kentucky dude. Oh, uh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Played at the University of Kentucky. Hey. Like, That's right. It's, you know, played at the University of Kentucky. Uh, 
Signed it, you know, the, the deal, one year deal, right? It's one year deal. Yeah. One. Another one. And so, same, same exact deal, by the way, three to, to five. So you bring a guy in, that means you're probably still going to draft a, a safety. Probably going to draft a guy. Let him learn from a guy like this, ball hawk. Then you got two younger, well, Reed, who's kind of the, 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 the wily veteran, <laughs> if you want to say that, right? <laughs> And uh, and and Cook, who's a, a great safety, uh, I think he's going to be even better, man. In, in you know, with him learning everything, you know, coming up to speed, uh, he's just going to get better and better, man. I loved him at Cincinnati, uh, but it's it's good signing. It's a good signing. The depth got another guy who can do a lot of different things. You know, this could be the dude like you were talking about, kind of the. Uh, you put him out there and and you might put him on a slot guy. I don't, I don't know you, but he can do a lot of different things. Uh, and I think when you have bodies, it's the same thing. You don't have to worry about later on down the road, you address this issue right now. Uh, I, but I see that. I, I think it's kind of like where the chiefs are going. If you're doing a one year deals. I'm just, I'm just now thinking about this. Maybe that's what the Chiefs are doing. Maybe Chiefs are bringing guys in to develop other guys for them to get ready. Okay, right? That might be, that might be the play here. It might be the play like, okay, let's bring a guy in, see what he can do for the one year. If it works out well, then we think about signing him. But as guys want to get signed, okay, we may have to do something different with that. Can we move on from guys? Absolutely, we can do that. But if we draft guys into position, then we can develop a guy, a draft guy. So we got Cook last year in the draft. Get another guy this year in the draft. Probably later on, I'm seeing this probably one of those six or seven rounders getting this safety. Uh, and help him out. Uh, but you got a whole young secondary here. Young secondary. You get a guy coming here and he's going to fit in and he's going to he's going to push these guys. I think that's what they love about it is just his temperament. Love how he works. Love what the energy brings to the table. And that's going to be good. You know, we were talking about before, like last week, we was talking about like not getting comfortable. Mm. Oh, these guys, you don't want these guys getting comfortable being young. You want to let them know like, hey, man, there's people coming here to take your position. Don't ever get comfortable out here. Because if this guy's getting the job done, he's here for one year, we will let you, we will let your butt go. We will let you go. You know what I mean? Seriously. And that's that's just the NFL. You gotta let people know. We watching. Look, we watching guys walk out the door. I mean, we we seeing it. Juan went out there and left. Uh, Cole, he's gone. Uh, Saunders is gone. Dunlap is gone. So you start seeing there's some changes. There's some changes going on. There's a new linebacker in, new safety. So yeah, man. Hey, comfort breeds. Uh, what is that? Com- what does it say? Comfort breeds uh, complacency, maybe. I think it's what it is. Something like that. What's what's the what's the quote? Um, like comfort breeds. Yeah, comfort breeds complacency. That's it. It's truth. Truth, right there. Yeah. When you were seeing some guys that was comfortable, uh, being okay, being okay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to stir it up. Sometimes as a coach, you got to look in the room and see, are oh, they playing around? Okay. I, I got something for them. I'm going to throw this grenade in here real quick. This flashbang, see what everybody's doing. Yeah. Okay? See if they back on their toes. Yeah. 
Hey, guess what? Hey, yeah, Coach, we good. We having a good time, all right? Here comes another safety. Oh, wait, I thought we was all good. No, no, y'all <laughs> not. No, you not. I don't know who told y'all y'all was all good. I'm letting each and every one of y'all know all y'all jokes out here could be replaced. Yep. And this guy coming in here might be able to be, be the one to do it. Welcome in with open arms, but you best believe everybody's trying to eat out here. Yeah. Everybody's trying to feed their family. Everybody's trying to have a career. If you out here playing and being young and you thinking everything's okay, it's all gravy, you'll learn today. You'll learn today. Yeah. So, yeah, I just say, you know, I'm just thinking these things. That was coming to my head once you, you was kind of talking about it. Maybe that's what it is, man. Shake the room up a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Thornhill was fine. I mean, I, I just don't think the um he, I mean, he got, he got, he got paid. He got, he got paid a good, good amount. I mean, I, I think if you, you look at what he, what he brought and then you look at what Mike Edwards has brought as far as like, you know, being the playmaker of the safety spot. I mean, I mean, with, with how much the, 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 the disparity of what they're making, it's like, you know, I, I think we're, you know, we're not losing that much with the two guys and we're paying him what one, three years, uh, 3 million for one year. Yeah. No, no, not at all. I mean, you went out on that, of course. But Juan was a good safety man. He's good safety here. Yeah, he was. Um, Thank you. Like, but it is. It's like, hey, if I could get the same production or somewhere close to it, yeah, least less amount of money, we're going with a cheaper. Yeah, I, I think uh, Juan part of two Super Bowls. Uh, Mike Edwards part of one Super Bowl. So he's also he's is he a vet, but he also has that Super Bowl experience as well coming into that 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 young safety room. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's important. It is. It's very important. It's very important. Yeah, and then also we talked about before, but if if this is a Mike Edwards one year deal to help coach the rookies, uh, the, uh, if we do draft one a young guy, this they they are saying it's one of the best rookie safety classes in a really really long time. So we could probably find a gem, uh, right. a Brett Veach type gem later on in the draft, and they Mike Edwards could coach him up. And I always I always think about this man. Whenever guys. Uh, it, in the facility, and you watch a guy walk in the room. You always looking at what he looks like, his body type. You're like, man, who is this walking in? Is that another tight end, or was that a defense man? Who was that? You know, it's like he's out there running all fast and jumping up and catching. I'm like, okay, man, dude, hey, they here to replace you. Now they are here to replace you. <laughs> in all fun and games, man, until it gets real. When somebody comes in and they start looking like you. As far as your body type, start realizing that maybe maybe everybody ain't as happy as they thought they were. Yeah, that's well, funny. <laughs> so, as a when you were playing with the um, the Chiefs, um, would you watch the draft every year? And like with that in mind, like are they drafting our tight end? Like like when they drafted Chris Wills, do we like? Oh man, there's a, there, we're, we're bringing another one in. Like no, no I, I never watched the draft. Really? No, no. I don't oh wow. Really. Shoot, I I didn't worry about it because you know I know I was going to work, so it didn't matter who he was bringing in. I knew when I when it came, turn the lights on, come out. To, I'm going to work. Yeah, I know wasn't a whole lot of things people can do what I could do. That's you know? that's true. It still stands till today. So <laughs> yeah, man, you can create a niche for yourself, and that's what I man. I was out there. I'm just like, you know what? It's gonna be hard to replace me. You make it harder for you replace them. Make yeah. it hard. That's what you do. You want to stay in the NFL or any job, you make it hard for them to replace you. Mm-hmm. Okay? I always say what makes guys expendable is making more money. 
right? We're starting to see it there. We're seeing guys. There's a lot of guys I see on this list who had no idea that their last time playing football was a bit would have been this last season. It's going to be some guys, man. There's going to be some guys that's not going to be getting paid. It's going to be sitting on the sidelines or, or may have to go somewhere else to go play. Yeah. You no, know, like, you know, the USFL, the XFL, you know, that, that if you love the game, man, if you love it, that, then you'll do it because you love the game. Yeah. But if you're going out here trying to demand $15 million or something, Steve's like, man, we ain't playing. No, sorry. No, thank you. Well, that's why I think it's funny when I, when I think about like how the whole Frank Clark thing happened. We wanted him to restructure. He said no. And I'm curious how that's going as far as because based on the market, based on people not paying anybody, I'm curious how that restructure would have worked and how much he's asking for and how much they're saying, no, we're not like, we're not going to do that. Uh, I don't know. I, do, I just know Frank Clark is not here. Yeah. And I told you it was going to, it was going to happen like that. It was, that was the, the answer. When Veach gave me the answer up at the podium, I said, oh, I know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. We have a number in mind. He's nowhere near it. Then we had to part ways. Yeah. Gonna be, you know, friendly and we'll hug it out. But it's business at the end of the day. Yeah. So a, cu- a cutthroat business at that. Cutthroat, man. This is the NFL, baby. Hey, look, this this is a absolute a performance business. If you're not performing with that type of money, there's no way they're gonna pay you. Yeah. So that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but that's just that's the reality of the NFL. That's yeah. reality. Well, and, and I think it's and like kind of what you said. It's like with any business, the more money you make, the more you got eyes on you, and you're you're under a microscope big time. Yeah. Right. So. And that's saying, especially it's going to happen in the NFL when everyone thinks they're a GM. Uh, you get, you have a million, you have a million nerds on Twitter uh, thinking, <laughs> thinking they know ball. And like, look at him. He's not, he's not, he's not running up the field fast enough to tackle that guy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't pay him, cut him. <laughs> right. Let him go. Dang, God. Okay. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. He just did. He, 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 he didn't cut it. He didn't, he didn't make that tackle. Geez, you're going to get rid of him that, that quick. All right. <laughs> Yeah, there's pl- there's plenty of those on Twitter. I think uh, I think our viewers and our listeners know know some of the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But, all right, well that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we continue. Hopefully, we're talking about D. Andre Hopkins fit, and not really talking about the next uh, the next tweet that's going to be liked by uh, Mahomes or Kelsey next week. <laughs> right. Right. They had to watch themselves. You know, they, they, Patrick be like, Pat, listen, you can't do that, Pat. You're giving your hand up. You can't, you can't give your hand up. You can't let everybody know what we're thinking. All right? It's weird that that was the, the one where Dez said uh, both of them is the one he unliked, but he left the Charles Amenahu one up, the one where he said, D-Hop, let's get it or whatever. That's the only one he, he kept up. The other one he got rid of, which is interesting. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm supporting my teammate, Charles, right? I'm trying to get him here. No yeah. problem. I like D-Hop being here. But there's something. We're going to get both of them. Mm. Don't do that, Pat. Oh, okay. Uh, do, do you think that was a, a Veach thing telling him, hey, yo, uh, d- I delete that? Like, I mean, somebody, yeah. Yeah. someone did, right? Yeah, so, somebody told him. Somebody, I, I promise you, somebody told him. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. 
that that's like the extra level of the NFL just being just like cr- crazy in, in a way, and just it, it's so like you know, it's like it's like a game of chess. You don't want to you don't want to give like you said you don't want you don't want to let your hand uh, be known. No, not at all, man. I, look, and I, I had a so yesterday, and I tell you, I, I was on a panel uh, with uh, Ted Cruz, you know. Uh, executive vice president communications at with the chiefs man and, and I, I i said met him had a great time uh meeting up and talking i told ted i said man y'all doing a wonderful job with the chiefs and the communication of things of that nature uh you know hold things at bay but actually you know just how they are in the community and and, and really the entire world man so hats off to him uh for the job he's doing you know, I, I know it's kind of behind the scenes type of guy, but he's doing an excellent job, wonderful job. But yeah, man, when we talked about football things, especially before the draft, nobody wants everybody to know what they're doing, what their strategy is. And yeah. so, yeah, support. Yes, yeah, so Pat, be careful with what tweets you like. And I'm upset that he has not liked any of our D Hop and PM15 uh, images that we keep posting. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all right. That's he will right. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.